enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I'm here today with Melanie. Hey, Lori. Happy to be here. Melanie Hudson. Welcome. (laughs) I'm so glad to be here. It's a strange time in the world right now, and I don't know, we just thought it would be fun to lighten up your day, and certainly lightening up, I don't know if lighten up is the right word, but it's, we'll just say, enhancing our day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. we were looking at a little bit of erotica excerpts and we thought it would be fun to share them and our thoughts about them. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to be talking about erotica. Is it something that can enhance your sex life, that can lift your spirits, that can just create some more desire for sex and being with your partner or even yourself? So erotica, I I think it's such a subjective thing. And the problem with a lot of erotica is it doesn't necessarily flip our switch. It has to be written for us. And if it's not the right theme or it's written in a cheesy way, it might turn us off more than on. But when we find the right erotica, it can be amazing. So we're going to read some excerpts and we'll give you our opinions and think about what you think or how you feel as you're listening to us read it. And I encourage you to find your own. I used to read a lot of erotica when I was younger, and I haven't read erotica in quite a while. And in in preparation for our recording, as we were going through some of this erotica, I realized how important it is. It makes you feel sexy and stimulated. So I'm super excited about this. Yeah, I agree. So the first excerpt is from the book called Lick by Kylie Scott. And here we go. God, David, I arched against him when he moved to my other breast. Two fingers worked inside me, a little uncomfortable, but nothing I couldn't handle. Not so long as he kept his mouth on me, lavishing my breasts with attention. His thumb rubbed around my sweet spot, and my eyes rolled back into my head. So close. The strength of what was building was staggering, mind-blowing. My body was going to be blown to dust, atoms, when it hit. If he stopped, I'd cry, cry and beg, and maybe kill. I came, groaning, every muscle drawn taut. It was almost too much. Almost. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Woo! Um, I mean... It definitely does something. Mm-hmm. What did you feel when you were reading it? Well, first of all, I love the very visual description of what is happening because it's helping me understand and feel it inside of me. You know, feel hearing these words are helping me to f- feel it inside of myself. So I, uh, on the one hand, erotica is kind of funny because of the way it's described and it's a little out there. But on the other hand, it it takes me in. It helps me experience it. Yes, it's it's kind of like a lot of porn or even mainstream films when we're seeing sex. It's not necessarily realistic. It's Mm -hmm. not meant to be. 
but it, it can be really, really exciting. And especially when it is so much about, you know, this is coming from the perspective of the of the receiver and how it feels and like, oh my God, that being on the edge and knowing what that feeling is, having that passion build up and feeling that sexual energy build up to the, almost to the explosion. And it's yes. so great to hear it. The build up. Yes. Yeah. And this is just a small excerpt. So yeah. it just even in that one example, it's pretty, pretty great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read an excerpt from Fifty Shades of Grey. We all remember when Fifty Shades of Grey came out and people were going crazy. It's certainly not the first book about erotica that's been written, but it is the most, I think, popular and talked about. And I don't know if it was timing I mean, there's just something about it, but erotica has been being written for, you know, thousands of years. And it's just interesting that this just happened to be at the right place or the right time. What I loved about it is that it gave a lot of women permission to explore their own sexual feelings, Mm. to be able to talk about these things out loud, which I think oftentimes women don't mm-hmm. or haven't. So there was something really liberating about it, I felt, and my clients were all talking about it at the time. And I don't know, I think mostly everyone I know personally and professionally had read it. Now I read it. Did you read it? I didn't because I heard it wasn't that great of a book. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I heard it was yes. erotic. I found it the topic it was exciting. I mean, there's there's something about, you know, the power play and there were there were a lot of really wonderful ideas in there. It didn't do for me what it did for a lot of women. They were like, Oh, they're just horny all the time. It was really getting to them. For some reason it didn't, and I think because it just went a little bit too over the top where my bullshit meter just kept going off. So for some reason, it it didn't really do it for me. But for many, many, many women, it did. Maybe the first experience they had ever had venturing into this world. So I think it was a really important book. Uh, There were three of them, actually. I read the first one. I, I actually read the second one, but it was much harder to read. I just couldn't read the third. It was just too Mm. much. I just couldn't do it. But I did watch the films. Well, maybe not all of them. I don't know. Are there two or three? I don't know. I think there might be three. Uh, I watched the first one. I think I started to watch the second one, but I didn't quite finish it. Uh, But yeah, I still think good, a good thing. So I'm going to read an excerpt from it. So Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. And, you know, we got to give her some credit Mm -hmm. of her doing that. So let's see what you think. Okay. He leans down and kisses me, his fingers still moving rhythmically inside me, his thumb circling and pressing. His other hand scoops my hair off my head and holds my head in place. His tongue mirrors the actions of his fingers, claiming me. My legs begin to stiffen as I push against his hand. He gentles his hand, so I'm brought back from the brink. I come instantly, again and again, falling apart beneath him. Then I'm building again. I climax anew, calling out his name." So, <laughs> I mean, it's nice. I, I it sounds like he's a good lover. That's not, that's what I get. Yes, I mean, he knows how to make a woman feel pleasure. I mean, there's some things he's doing right. Um, there's some things here that I, I guess I come instantly again and again. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of like okay. That doesn't really work that way generally, especially, you know, just some of the things that, that he's he's doing. But I like the way that his tongue is mirroring the actions of his fingers. 
That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he leans down and kisses me. He holds my head in place. Like there's some, there's some good stuff. And then I'm building again. I think she always made it seem like in the book and in the movie, I think like this woman is always climaxing instantly. Oh, goodness. Okay. You know, he sticks his fingers in her, you know, in her vagina in the elevator and he circles them around and <laughs> she comes instantly. Right. It's just not, you know, it's like, uh, it's probably not going to necessarily do it. But I still think worth a read if you haven't read it and see what you think and come up with your own conclusions. A lot of women really enjoyed it just to connect to their sexuality again. Wasn't part of the story that her lover, the, the guy, um, he pretty much possessed her and she was like a slave or something, a sex slave. Is that what it, I think yes, that's what I heard. And there, I don't like that. There was, well, dynamic, it was, it was an agreement. So it was a contract. He was a billionaire, mm-hmm. handsome, you know, had a plane or two, you know, so there's something, it's <laughs> right. very fantasy like, mm-hmm. and it was an agreement. So it was consensual, mm-hmm. but the agreement was that he would be, you know, kind of like her master and he would be in charge of her. And, she went along with it mm-hmm. until she didn't, but we don't want to give the whole thing away. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, there was a contract. There was a written contract about what that would look like. That was part of the eroticism. And people do this, by the way. There are people who have master-slave relationships or submissive-dominant relationships. Some people just keep it in the bedroom. Some take it into real life 24-7. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different ways that this can play out, and it's a very erotic thing if it's your thing. Mm-hmm. And just like erotica or sex or kink or those things that turn us on, it's very idiosyncratic. We all have our own buttons that get pushed that can work. And the problem with erotica sometimes is even if it's the right theme, if the words are off or the theme isn't our theme or we're in a different state of mind, there's so many things that can impact it. So when I was younger, my first erotica book, well, there were two actually. There was The Devil and Miss Jones. It was my mother's. And <laughs> I love it. I was a teenager and I found it and I started reading it. By the way, great book. Love that book. It was, oh my God, was it hot. Everybody knows the movie. Well, I shouldn't say everybody, but The Devil Miss Jones is a pretty popular movie. The thing about it, it wasn't just like porn. I mean, there was a true storyline. And the storyline, to just make this really short, was a woman who lived like a saint. She was very, like, you know, she's Catholic or religious, but she never did anything that was wrong. You know, no sex, no drugs, no fun, no nothing. And for some reason, I think her heart gets broken, but for some reason she decides to kill herself. Oh. Yeah, and she had lived her life so perfectly until she killed herself. So ends up, you know, she's got to go to hell. And she's got to go to hell. She's But, but I lived my life so perfectly. And why I should be going to heaven? It's like, well, no, you killed yourself. That's a sin. <laughs> so she's like, man, if I would have known, I would have done it so differently. Um, I love this. <laughs> so she has a chance to do it again. And mm. he says, okay, you can have so much time on earth again. And you can do what you want. What do you want to do? She's like, I want to be a slut. And I want to just fuck everyone and just do whatever I want to do. I may be saying it not exactly the way she said it, but you get the basic idea. So the devil, I think it was the devil or somebody who's going to train her on how to be a slut and a sexual being. And he's training her and doing these amazing sexy things. And sure enough, she ends up like fucking everybody and just, just having a great time. But then her time is up. 
And it's time for her to, and I actually, I probably have seen the movie, but I don't remember, but the book was much better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm going to read it. So it's time for her to go, now she has to go to hell. It's it's all over. Mm. And she's really bummed, but that's what she's got to do. So she's, the, the last scene is she's in this room, big giant room, and it's just her. But at the other end of the room, she sees a man. And she's thinking, well, can't be that bad. At least I have a man here. But then there's this fly in the room that's flying around. And this man is just obsessed with this fly. Oh, no. And he wants nothing to do with her. And I think the last line is something, this is hell. (laughs) What a book. Oh, it's so good. It was so good. And and by the way, I have tried to find it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it does, I it can't find it anywhere. Oh, my heavens. If anybody has a copy, <laughs> please let me, <laughs> yeah, please read. let me know. I mean, maybe it's somewhere in an old bookstore, you know, looking to be found. Mm-hmm. But I did try looking and no, I can't. I looked on Amazon. I Googled it. Oh it's gosh. just, it's nowhere to be found. It was such a good book. The oh. other one is The Story of O. Oh. By Pauline, and I'm going to, I don't pronounce this, it's a French word, Rage, R-E, with a hyphen, A-G-E. This was like the classic book, and I'm trying to, let me see if I can find the year. I mean, I have this book, and I think I, I had another one, and it fell apart. I had to buy another one. 1958. Mm. Actually, it was originally published in France in 1954. So it's been around for a while. And it is a slave master relationship, mm. but it is just sexy and hot, and at least for me. So this was uh, definitely and Anais Nin. I used to read. Oh, I loved her, her erotica, her. Mm-hmm. which so good. Delta Venus, all her mm. erotica stories. Also, mm. I don't know what was written a very very long time ago. Mm-hmm. I think in the uh, shoot. I don't even know, like the 1800s, I think. Yeah. Oh, and then the guy, um, cancer, uh, Tropic of Cancer. Oh, um, that's Henry Miller. Henry the Miller. The sexiest book. I went to Paris after Ooh. reading that book. Yeah. I wanted to relive that era, but, you know, that I was mean, a day gone by. That is good stuff. Yes. So for people who, women or men, but, you know, generally it's women who like erotica, but I think men can like it too. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling sexually dead, reading good erotica Yes. Can really do it for you. And uh, it's good stuff, right? And then there is Fear of Flying. Yeah, I unfortunately, I didn't read the book. <laughs> you never read Fear of Flying? <laughs> no. I just remember when it was popular. This was in the 70s. Yeah. Late 70s. Well, I no, think it I own it. You can, you can borrow it. Okay, thank you. Yes. But I just remember that it was very popular when I was in high school, and the all of my classmates were reading Erica it. Erica Jong. Yes, and it opened up their worlds. I think this was probably the first time women really knew what sex was all about. It you know, we had yes. our we had our sex education class that taught you what a penis was and what a vagina was and how you got pregnant. Yeah. It didn't tell you anything about how good it feels or no. what sex is. And so people were getting their sex education from reading these very explicit yeah. erotic and novels. And that was a mainstream novel. Yes. Uh, so I, that was like really before Fifty Shades of Grey. It was in the yes. 70s and a really good book. Uh, yeah, The Zipless Fuck and Fear of Flying. And I also recommend that book. And these are stories. They're actual novels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're fun to read. So it's mm-hmm. it's not necessarily, well, they're like romance novels, right? So there are right. romance novels too that are sometimes extremely hot. Yeah. And that's what we're reading from today, some of them. <sighs> and it's not necessarily 
oh, this is erotica. It's just more like this is this is romance or this is a story, a book, and it can be erotic. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's one way or the other. And sometimes it's like, no, this is absolute erotica. Mm-hmm. So I believe it is your turn. Okay, this excerpt is from Sex, Love, Repeat by Alessandra Torre. Here we go. You are mine, he grunts out, pumping into me, the length and level of his arousal brutal. Mine, he swears, as he releases my mouth and turns me around, pushing me forward as he yanks my legs back, one hand hard on my back, the other gripping my ass. He doesn't slow the movement, giving me full hard thrusts, my breasts bouncing from the top of my dress, the mirror above the sink giving me a full view of my slutdom. Paul in worn jeans, a white t-shirt, light hair, must, mouth open, intensity over his face. His reflection pulls at my hair, tilting my head back, and I find his eyes on mine in the mirror. So Ooh, it's getting a little go. warm in here. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty nice. I mean, the, the sex over the bathroom sink scene, I, I that's a fun position, too. It's fun, especially if you are, if, if it's really spontaneous, you're doing it in a gas station bathroom, which I've done before. Oh, that just sounds disgusting. <laughs> it's actually kind of fun. Um, or at home, you know, you started out in the morning brushing your teeth together. You yes. start flirting, and then the flirt turns into some fun energy and, and he's very like, assertive yes yeah and you're open to it you know and it's fun and then especially looking in the mirror mirrors are fun and when you observe your own body you see your breasts yeah. heaving up and down you Can don't normally be fun unless you're very self-critical which oh. a lot of women are oh, oh gosh women we've got to stop that we've got to love what we see we got to love when we see our breasts jiggling in the mirror absolutely and, and yes and seeing and watching your partner in you know the on his the the Look on his face as he is manhandling you. It's sexy. It's good stuff. There used to be, I imagine they do still exist, those sex hotels. Uh, I can't remember. There was one. one in Malibu that we used to go to. and mm. uh, Or was it in Malibu? Yeah, I think it was in Malibu. Uh, somewhere in, or Venice. No, I think it was Venice Beach, actually. I take it back. It was Venice Beach. It was a sex hotel. Oh you rent it by the hour. Oh, I can only imagine like, <laughs> oh the germs and things that must have been there. But it was really fun. But they always had like a mirror on the ceiling. And wow. there were black lights. And Ooh, it was, baby. It's a sex hotel. I'm pretty sure they still exist. It's like out of my world right now. You know, in Japan, they have they have love hotels. Mm. And also, same thing. You don't even have to interact with a person. These are mostly for people, I think, having affairs. But they can also be for couples who just want to keep it hot. And they go in, there's a machine. And when I was in Japan, I checked it out. Didn't actually use one. Just kind of looked at it and go, this is really interesting. And you pick what you want. You can pick a themed room. You pick oh whatever gosh. kind of things you would like you rent it by the hour however much time and you you press a button and you, you get everything you need and you just go you never interact with anybody so it's very private and it's it's a love hotel and it's they have these and these are pretty popular in japan so i'm sure they're here God, I've never heard of anything. What yeah. kind of things can you have? What kind of themes are there? Like the nurse and doctor theme or the uh, BDSM theme? <laughs> yeah. or it could, be, it could be any of those. Oh, yeah, wow. all, kinds of, all kinds of different rooms and themes, and you can pick what you want. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. I love it. And you it, know what? It, That's fantasy. We should open one up. Heck yeah. You know, there's not enough fantasy, and fantasy is so important for sex. Especially for relationships that are, you know, long term. Mm-hmm. We need to keep it interesting. It's yeah. We don't need as much when we're in a new relationship because it's interesting and new to begin with. But mm-hmm. as we've been with someone for a while, we need to shake it up and have some fun and have some adventure. Yes. And reading erotica together is also one way to do that, reading it out loud. It doesn't always have mm-hmm. to be porn. I, I actually think that it can be more exciting when you're reading because you, you mm-hmm. get to sort of fill in the blanks a little bit with your imagination. I agree. Yeah. Because yeah, what if the person it. you're watching doesn't really turn you on, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're making stupid faces or stupid noises. Like you get to really create your own theme, yeah. your own vision when you're when you're reading. Okay, I'm going to read another one. This one is The Notebook by Nicholas Sparks. I love that that movie. I saw the movie. I didn't read the book. The movie, me either. But the movie was so good. Mm -hmm. I imagine the book really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the movie was such, I mean, it's such a romantic story, Mm -hmm. like sappy romantic. And that can be hot too in some ways. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to read a little excerpt from The Notebook by Nicholas Sparks. The world seemed dreamlike as she pulled back from him, the firelight setting her face aglow. Without speaking, she started to undo the button on his shirt. He watched her as she made her way downward. With each button, he could feel her fingers brushing against his skin, and she smiled softly at him when she finally finished. She felt short of breath as he lowered his head and kissed between her breast and slowly ran his tongue up her neck. His hands gently caressed her back, her arms, her shoulders, and she felt their heated bodies pressed together, skin to skin. Oh, I love that. Right? There's nothing sexual, explicitly sexual, but it is extremely hot. It is. It's sensual. Yes. And it's, you can feel it. There's nothing such such. There's nothing that can turn you on more than just a lovely, wonderful electric touch of the fingers. Yes, she started to undo the button on his shirt, and she slowly made her way downward with her. It's like you, you're mm. like anticipating, and it's building up. And it's such a good example how you don't need to be explicit, mm-hmm. sexually explicit, and things can be really arousing. And this is probably part of their foreplay and just how innocent it is to unbutton a shirt. I've had those experiences where I'm unbuttoning my partner's shirt or he's unbuttoning mine or taking the straps of my bra down and gently and slowly and how much of a turn on just that is. Yes. As part of foreplay. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, I I would call it more sex play, but it could be foreplay. It could lead to something else or it could just be by itself extremely hot. Yes. Um, Mark and I did an episode a long, long time ago with, uh, I don't know if it was sexy stuff. We had a a show, a radio show called Sexy Stuff. And I talked about, we talked about unwrapping, Mm. like unwrapping our partner and how we take our clothes off. And at the beginning of a relationship, often it is like that. We're either slowly undressing ourselves in front of our partner, like the Mm. first time they've seen our body, or we're undressing our partner in a very slow, like you were talking, a very slow, sexy way. But after we're together for a while, you know... (laughs) That goes out the window. <laughs> we're ripping off our clothes and we're in bed and we stop doing that. And there's something 
really seductive and sexy about the unwrapping and to remember to do that. So that's a good example. I, that's a, I like that excerpt. Mm, it's like a discovery when you unwrap the package, especially for the first time. And it's also a little scary when you do that the first time, like you're scary starting good. to feel right right <laughs> but then we start we start thinking okay what is he going to think of my boobs don't think it's don't say well, anything. don't do that yes exactly well sometimes we can get in that trap but we want to mm-hmm. not do that we want to just feel confident great. and sexy and yes. beautiful because what we feel is what they feel oh my god and i'll tell you even when we don't feel if we're feeling insecure or whatever even then our partner's happy just to see us naked generally <laughs> right. i mean it's really yeah. true uh but when we're feeling confident that does definitely affect the situation and the mm-hmm. experience. It makes it much, much better. Mm-hmm. And another good thing about reading these kinds of stories or erotica, it can give us ideas. Mm-hmm. So it can arouse us and increase our desire, but it can also give us some ideas like, oh, I'm going to do that. Or let's let's read this and let's do that. It could really be fun to talk about together, read together, and create different scenarios really be fun create your own you know alter egos and you know your your porn or erotica alter egos that you get to (laughs) to act out some of these things which would be so much fun that would be it's good stuff okay you're up my turn it's your last one this is from the book ed king by david gooderson here we go in the shower ed stood with his hands at the back of his head like someone just arrested while she abused him with a bar of soap. After a while, he shut his eyes, and Diane, wielding her fingernails now and staring at his face, helped him out with two practiced hands, one squeezing the family jewels. (laughs) (laughs) What a crazy, wild scene. I mean... I love it. I like the abusing him with a bar of soap. <laughs> I like the squeezing the family jewels. Right. That's I imagine sexy. that this may not turn a lot of people on. <laughs> and then again, you know, everybody, whatever floats your boat. So, uh, but yeah, it's like this, her nails and abusing him with soap and squeezing his family jewels. It's, it's like, what, what is, I don't, is there a term for misogynistic for women to men? I don't think there is. Well, I think what happens is women just get into their wildness. They're like cats. We can be really wild and crazy. And when we're letting it out, when we're free to express, I don't know that that's, masochistic. I think that's just more like... Have you ever squeezed a man's family jewels? Yeah, but you know what? It, you don't do it like to, to bring them to pain. You do it because I know, it, it feels good to them. But yeah, well, so to I have. a point, but I, it doesn't sound like that here. It, oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe because it's just the language, right? The abusing them with a the bar of soap, the... The wielding her fingernails. Wielding her fingernails. So it's like, <laughs> it's sort of, it has like a tone that just feels somewhat sadistic. Right. And you know, and it's also the, the fingernails thing. There are a lot of men who love those long red fingernails <laughs> because they like to get scratched, I guess. Or well, there's a lot of, of men who don't. Probably. Like, oh, there are? I think a lot of women, because they watch porn, there's a lot of that that oh. goes on. So they think, oh... If I, actually, I think I used to do this when I was in my 20s. Like, oh, yeah, he, if I scratch him, that means I'm really turned on. <laughs> oh, that's like a cat. Like, oh, yeah, I'm so turned on that I'm like scratching his back. Oh. Yeah, it's not necessarily as sexy as it might appear to be. I mean, it can right. if you're into that. Mm-hmm. 
but if you're not into that, it just hurts. So <laughs> it's just bad. I know. And the soap. I wonder how she hit him with the soap. Did well, she, she grab it? She abused him with the soap. Abused him. My like- imagination. Again, this is where we get to fill in our imagination. That she was sticking the soap up his ass. <gasps> oh, that's where I went. We see. I that's had. Where, that's where my man mind went. Where did yours go? I had her the soap <laughs> in her hand, and she was like hitting him with it. <laughs> Could be all of the above. We don't know. <laughs> so, God. So, it's interesting how each of us have our own vision of what's happening. That's exactly right. We have, it, That's why reading it is better, right? Or, or oh, not. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I imagine that some of you listeners are thinking completely different things that came up yes. for you when you heard that. That's what makes it so much fun. Oh my God. Let's read one more. Yes. This is called Night After Night by Lauren Blakely. He drove his tongue inside her, setting off another shattering moan that was music to his ears. She was quite an instrument to play, so finely tuned, and if he touched her right, she made the most glorious sounds raw, intense, absolutely delicious noises of pleasure as he plundered her with his tongue. She grabbed his hair, yanked and pulled him closer, as he told her to do. He thrust one finger inside her, crooking it and hitting her in the spot that turned her moans into one long, high-pitched orgasm. She shuddered against him, her legs quaking, and when he finally slowed to look up at her, he saw her hair was a wild tumble and her face was glowing. Ooh. It's a good one. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't really love he drove his tongue inside her so much. Didn't Generally, that's not going to do much for us, mm-hmm. driving a tongue inside of a vagina. I think if he was like driving his finger inside like he did with her hitting her G-spot, or mm-hmm. if he were like gently teasing and licking her clit, probably would be more sexy. But you know. But you know what? I don't know if I've ever had a tongue go in. And that's, I, that's like, especially if it's, you have a less than loose vagina, if you have a tight vagina, I don't know how a tongue would even go in. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not a great, it's not a great visual. It's just, it's not going to necessarily do much. Yeah. You know, it's going to, his tongue is going to be much better used around the clitoris. Yes. Yeah. yeah around much the labia. better used around mm-hmm. the, or, or, or lightly on the labia, but not to, yeah, stick your tongue inside. That's yeah. what fingers are for. Yes. And so if he was sticking his finger in her, in her vagina, and then using his tongue for her clitoris or her labia or all kissing her inner thighs even, mm. it would have been much better. But still pretty well done. Yes. I yeah. would say. I like the plundered part. What was he plundering again? <laughs> he was plundering <laughs> her with his tongue. Okay. He was plundering her. So him. there we so, go again. Okay. But, but still, it's a good word. It is a good word. Yeah. Uh, but the like the moans and the raw intensity mm. and it's, it's, I like it. It's good I stuff. I do too. I like moaning. I love moans. I think, the audio aspect of erotica and sex, it's, it's such a turn on. Yes. And to, again, remember to do those things when you're, you're with a person. Sometimes people go silent. They don't say anything. They don't make any sounds. They don't do anything. And so there's nonverbal communication, which is the moans or the way that you're mm. moving your body or where you're placing your hands or what you're doing with their body. There's a lot of that in this, right? Mm-hmm. She grabbed his ass. He grabbed her face. So, so a lot of that is going on. Um, of course, we've always talked about just communication and using your words too. Oh, that feels so good. Yes, as we talked mm-hmm. about in our last yes. show. So there's a lot of different ways to 
just really enhance and increase your arousal by your nonverbal and your verbal language. So language, words, all of those things, sounds make such a difference. And think about it, sex, good sex and arousal is so much about our brain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been said that that's our biggest erogenous zone. Yes. I always say this brain and our skin are the largest erogenous zones. It's not like this area or that area, mm-hmm. but the brain is a big one. I'm going to say the heart might be one too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, why not? It was so much fun reading erotica with <laughs> oh, you. This is fun. Thank you. Yes. And if you are stuck at home, these days, a lot of us are stuck at home. Uh, why not read some erotica? Read it with your partner. Have some fun. Take advantage. <laughs> and write some of your own. Maybe you can be inspired to write your own little scene. There you go. Get get uh, get creative with your adjectives and your descripting words. What a great present to give your partner. You know, I remember in the in the olden days before we had internet or emails or those kinds of things, I would have a boyfriend or two that were long distance and we would write each other very, very explicit sexual letters and oh. scenarios. I still have them. Oh, that's fantastic. I might have to rip one out and read it. Uh, but it, it was so much fun and so arousing and exciting fun to write, fun to read, you know, with the actual letter you would get as pages of this story unfolding oh. and you were there and your partner was there. These are things we can still do. And it makes you feel connected and appreciative of your partner. Yes. So this was fun. Everybody check out what arouses you. Read some erotica, write some erotica, read it to your partner, have some fun with this and check out some of the books we talked about. And we'll be back soon. Always a pleasure to have you, Melanie. Thank you, Lori. This was a blast. I love being with you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And listeners, thank you. Always appreciate you checking in and listening to the show. And we will be back soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.